Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are doing what, guys? Helping the small church fulfill the big mission. Gosh, man, that was freaking off. High five. That was awesome. Air high five for you way down there at the end of the table. I'm Brian. I'm a fellow small church pastor. I'm joined today by my best friends, Reverend Colby Schartzer. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Also a small church leader. Oh, man. I said your last name. People you did. People are going to look you down. I'm Uh-oh. sorry, dude. That's all right. I'm on Facebook. Okay. Well, you I'm can also, be my friend. I don't I'm normally face accept page, them, dude. but go ahead. I'm on Facebook page, too. So, also, we've got Reverend Joey with us, man. See, I left his last name out, right? Okay. That's because so he's how you wanted. Doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. Now I'm blessed. Oh, I'm blessed. whoa. <laughs> we about fell okay, out here. For a second. Like, wait a minute. What's going on here? So, guys... On today's episode, we're continuing this series. We've been looking at healthy systems. I hope those of you that have been in listener land have really enjoyed this series, and I hope it's blessed you. Today, we're talking about the leadership system. So when you think about leadership in the context of the local church, what comes to mind, fellas? I got to do better. Oh, I, man. I stink at this. And I've got to do a better job. It's not the only thing you stink at, but anyway, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so you stink at this, man. So this is really personal for you. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, Colby, what about you, man? I'm here to learn, right? So, anyway, I, I, I think I love leadership. I love talking about leadership. I love being about leadership. I don't, you know, it, the military upbringing, the athletics that I played in high school and, and all the way back to being a little kid, I always liked being the leader because the leader gets to tell people what to do. Yes, Lord. But you got to do it the right way. So I love I love talking about leadership. I love reading about leadership. Um, so uh, I think, that, but still got work to do to, yeah. to develop yeah. leaders. And that's I think where we're where we're head to today is you guys will teach me how to develop leaders. Well, I don't know about that, but we'll at least we'll at least talk about it. So really, just with anything else that we've been talking about, we've been in this series talking about systems, and systems save you stress, time, energy, and money. These are things that we can put in that really kind of work throughout the rhythm of our local churches to help us be as effective as we can be. So really the thing when when we come to this uh, leadership system, the thing we need to remember is this doesn't happen on accident. I'm reminded of a quote that I heard from John Maxwell, and John Maxwell was talking about how anybody can, multiple people throughout history have fallen off of the top of a mountain but very few people, if any, have fallen on top of the mountain. And the point that he was making is that you don't have to be intentional to make a mistake, but you have to be intentional to get to the top of the mountain. You have to have a game plan. And so... You're starting to make me mad. (laughs) I don't like the way you're looking at me, to be honest (laughs) with you. I feel like I'm about to get hurt. But the, the truth is, is that we have to be intentional. If we want to see more leaders developed in our ministries... We can't do this on accident. But I thought I was just such a great leader that they would just, by osmosis, oh, become great leaders, right? That's Man, isn't that a dream, right? Like, And I think we've all, perfect. we've all been there. Like, We've thought if you preach good enough or if your music is good enough or if you're a good enough leader in the context of today's episode, then it's just going to happen. Sadly, at least in my ministry experience and listening to you, Joey, apparently yours too, that's not the case. And I've had great leaders all through. I mean, I had, I've had bad leaders that have also taught me how to not lead. And, yeah. uh, I'm sitting right here, dude. We're right here. But when I was in the military, my very first supervisor, my very first leader uh, in two years was lower ranking than me because he got caught with drugs. And so he taught me how not to lead. And, uh, but I had great leaders all the way through there. And, 
yet it didn't just soak into me. I had to, yeah. I had to, had to be intentional about it. I had to work at it. I had to, and I'm still not a great leader, uh, unless you know you ask my mom. She might tell you that I'm a great leader, <laughs> but uh, you know that's it. It doesn't just happen. You have to, yeah. you have to work. You have to be intentional. You have to put in the time. Yeah. That's the thing I think that's been the most disheartening for, well, one of the things that's been disheartening for me as a small church leader is I just honestly anticipated this to happen in like six months or less. Like, you know, you can get a pizza in 30 minutes or less. Like, we can develop leaders in the small church. You know, I'm going to do one sermon series on Sundays. And after that first month of sermon series, we're going to have a room full of leaders. Just didn't happen, guys. You're telling me there's no leadership microwave I can use? There's no good, good, good. There's no leadership microwave. It's not even a crock pot. This is a smoker. You got to take the That's long, right. long journey. Low and slow. Low and slow. So well, let's look at this from a little bit more of a practical side. We talked about intentionality. What do we need to be intentional about? Whenever we think about being intentional about developing leaders, what comes to mind, guys? Clarif- clarifying expectations. Oh, that's the, so good, man. Something that my dad used to do, and I have found myself doing it with my son, is we'd be working together, and he would point at something instead of saying, okay, there's five things there. What do you want? And he's pointing. Oh, you should have knew what to hand me. You should know what to do. Now, if you've been paying attention, you know what to hand me right now. Wait a minute. Tell me what you want. I think we just went from podcast to a therapy session. <laughs> uh, but just just so I'm hearing you correctly, are you telling me that's not what I'm supposed to do as a dad? <laughs> Apparently not. Okay. Because my, oh, well. my son now goes, tell me what you want, Dad. Tell me what you want. <laughs> You're just supposed to know. Bring me that doofflicky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the thing what, I'm a it. Yeah, the doohickey. And so we got to clarify expectations. How are they supposed to know what we want them to do, where they're going, if we ain't told them how to get there? Man, that is so good and so convicting, man. I, I think for me, I know I have the picture in my head, and I just anticipate they're going to know. And the problem that I think that many of us in, in the leadership world forget is we do this for a living. So we're constantly thinking about it. Like right now, if I were to ask you my kids' birth dates, you wouldn't know them. If you were to ask me your kids' birth dates, I wouldn't know them because they're not my kids. I, and, would, I wouldn't know them either. Right. Well, okay. That's <laughs> Well, praise Jesus for that. I you do know, know my kids' birthdays. <laughs> I saw on Facebook somebody <laughs> said that uh, kids are like farts. I like mine okay, but yours are disgusting. And <laughs> 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 Hold on, folks. <laughs> and it's true. I like mine, but yours are disgusting. So I, I think we forget. <laughs> I got Colby. He's gone. I think we forget that we know what a parking lot attendant should be. We know what a nursery director should be. We know what a worship leader should be. And so we just anticipate that they're going to know. But we've been doing this for so long that we know what to expect, and often the people don't. And so, Joey, we were in a training, and what did they say about writing it down? Yeah, It's not reality if we don't write it down. It's not reality if you don't write it down. And so clarifying expectations is huge. And and that's where conflict comes in, the difference between expectation and reality. And the further expectation and reality are apart, the greater the conflict there. The closer they are together, the less conflict. And so what we've got to do is take our expectations and express them so we can close that gap and they're doing what we expect them. And we can't expect, it's not a legitimate expectation if it is not uh, discussed, communicated, and agreed upon. Okay. 
So it's we we hear this often that after you say something, you ask now. Did you did you understand what I'm saying there? Or often we'll say this in conversation. Now what you're saying is this, just to make sure that I'm hearing what you're saying right. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're saying we need to do when it comes to clarifying and communicating these expectations that hey, I'm asking you to be a youth pastor or to serve on the youth team or whatever. And so here's what I'm expecting. You're going to show up early. You're going to pray with students. Uh, you're a male, so you're only going to pray with other male students. And you're going to stay 30 minutes after it's over to help clean up. And that's my expectations. Are you cool with that? And then you're going to say yes or no, and then we go from there. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and write it down so that you can oh, yeah. See, back. there I go again, forgetting to write it down. Write it down so you can go back and go, okay, these are the things that we had on paper right here. Isn't this what we looked at? And so if you have to bring correction, if you have to bring guidance to that, you have something yeah. to show. This is where I was trying to get you to go. Yeah, you, that, that's a great thing because then you can be like, man, I love you so much, but this dang paper, like, <laughs> uh, this is just how we do it around here. And, you know, sometimes I even don't like the way the paper works, but we got to go back to this thing we already talked about. That is, that's gold. I feel like we should stop the podcast right now and just let everybody, including us, just soak in that soak in that moment for a while, unless it's a fart because yours are disgusting. Okay, so Colby, <laughs> talk to me, man. So, so to take that that clarifying the expectations, uh, another important part is the follow up after that. Oh, the, gosh, the, man, the I'm starting to get mad. Feedback, you got to give feedback, and I, I'm not very good at giving. I, you would think is, I mean, I'm I'm blunt, right? I, I want to just give it to you. So <laughs> you are it's, it's you are as subtle as a punch in the mouth, bro. <laughs> so there's there's times where I have to actually not give feedback right away. I have to wait so that mm. God will give me the words to use. Because if I use the words that I wanted to use, I'd be fired uh, in some situations. So it, it's it's difficult to be you know to give that feedback, but it's so important because when you when you um, if you support a bad habit, that becomes the new reality. That oh, becomes man. the new expectation. And, and, I, and I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of allowing, you know, we talk about, hey, we're going to do this, and we've all agreed that this is what's going to be done. And then when it doesn't get done, I don't do anything about it. Uh, because you're dealing with volunteers, you, you're dealing with, you know, it's, it's church where should you give grace and, right. and all that stuff. And we, yes, we should. But there's still an expectation that should be met that we all agreed upon, and so when that doesn't get met, we need to we need to address it. Or when it does get met, we need to address that in a positive. We need to celebrate. Yeah, celebrate that. Yeah. So feedback isn't always just like you're not doing your job, you're not doing this right. No, feedback is like, hey, that was great. Yeah. What you just did was amazing. I love it. It was wonderful. Thank you so much for working so hard at this. You know, identifying the good stuff in in public and identifying the bad stuff in private. Yeah, I, I heard this quote before. I forget who said it, but it's don't expect what you never inspect. Mm-hmm. And if you're not following up and if you're not going behind and saying, these are the things like Joey, these are the things we agreed upon. And so I'm just going to check to make sure you're fulfilling the things we agreed upon. Not in a legalistic way. Jesus said the Gentiles lord it over them, but it shall not be so among you. Whoever wants to be first needs to be last. So we we shepherd. We don't... We, we, we're not cattle driver, we're shepherds, but we have to follow up with them. I absolutely love that. And I think a lot of times we go, uh, uh, we come to a philosophy, a piece of help is better than no help. Hmm. And so we just allow those bad habits because at least I got somebody doing it okay. if it's not right. But I have been where a piece of help was was not beneficial right? because I had to go back and correct what they were doing wrong. 
And and at the end of the day, we're not doing the people we serve justice. If we're continuing, for example, we all have kids, and the mine are at a different stage than yours. Yours are all grown, so pretty much you can just be like, well, leave my house. But mine still have to stay with me for a little while. If I were to just let them just eat candy all the time, they would love it, but their dentist would hate it. Yeah. And I have to like, sometimes I got to drop the hammer and be like, guys, we're only having eight Snickers bars today, not 10 like we normally do. <laughs> uh, so it, we're not doing people any justice if we let them continue with bad habits. We were, we were man, uh, last night I was uh, at a friend of mine's church. I got a chance to go and lead some worship for a, a thing they had there. And I was on the way home from there. It's Joey. I was at Joey's church. And I was, uh, was going <laughs> to say, you only got two friends and you yeah, weren't right, at my church. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm on the way home. And my kids, that was funny right there. You know, the, the best part about it is it depends on what day of the week if I have two or not. Like, because some days y'all are mad with me both at the same time. So I'm on the way home, and and one of one of my kids he says from the back seat, "Practice makes perfect," which I hate that statement because it's not true. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. And so I, I said that to him. I'm like, "No, like that is not true. You you might be eight, but you're learning a lesson today." <laughs> and I said that whole practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. What makes perfect is perfect practice. Perfect practice makes perfect permanent. And I'm like, "Hey." That's okay. what you need to know. I'm getting madder and madder now. I might <laughs> need to pause and go See? put my gun in the okay. truck just to just throw everybody safe. <laughs> See, now I've only got one friend now. At least I think I've only got one. So, like, the thing is, is that if we're letting people over and over and over do the wrong thing, we're reinforcing what we don't want. Mm. And so we've got to develop a good culture where uh, I, somebody said it, it's the spinach in your teeth culture. That if you have a sandwich with spinach on it and you get spinach in your teeth, that I love you enough to have enough relational integrity to be like, Joey, this is awkward, but you got crap in your teeth. Because you're going to be more embarrassed the next place that you go when you're smiling at everybody and you got spinach down Main Street, right? <laughs> like, So we have to instill the culture that it's okay to be corrected in our churches. Now, that's not easy. Hmm. And I think that one of the ways we instill that is by modeling that. And now I complete. I will please go put the gun in the truck. I can't. So, so there's the podcast, yeah. folks. <laughs> I think that this is my final episode on the Small Church Leadership Podcast. I'm not sure I'll be invited back. No, like like we put on Facebook, we got to keep you around because we don't know how to do the technical <laughs> stuff. Oh <laughs> uh, well. So we we've talked about that. Let's look at this here. I think this is something that's important for us too when we're looking at the strategy. Every organization has a rhythm. In the local church, Sunday is a rhythm. It happens every seven days. At least it does in my church. Does I think mine too. Yeah. Mine, yep. So that's a rhythm. Well, we have rhythms. We have volunteer huddles every Sunday morning before our service starts. That's a rhythm. Part of that volunteer huddle we've instilled, we're going to continue to cast the big picture vision so that they don't just hear the vision of our church on the first Sunday in January or whenever we need money, right? Like <laughs> we're, we're, so that's part of the rhythm of our organization. Another rhythm that we have is regular leadership training sessions. Um, and so for us, we try to do a big all-team huddle once a quarter, we may try to we may try to increase that and do it different times, but the point is finding what your calendar looks like and building it into the organizational rhythm of your church. The truth is, if it's not on the calendar, it ain't going to happen. And so, guys, what do you do in your calendar to build these leadership development moments in? I think that exposes one of the re reasons I'm bad at this because I don't have many of those, if any. We have a retreat mm. once a year where we plan mm. out the year. 
uh, in that. And so yeah. we think about what do we want to do, where we want to go, what we want to accomplish. So I'm only doing this once a year. Yeah. And I probably really need to get my leaders together more often yeah. than that along the way to encourage them and to yeah. uh, direct. Man, thanks for thanks for your vulnerability. I'm not the best at it. Like I, I'm one of those guys where I'm an armchair quarterback. Oh man, he missed that. That wide receiver or tight end was wide open. When the truth is, if I took one hit on the field, I'd be in the hospital for months. <laughs> so I like I I don't do well with it as I would like to either. Yeah, Colby, so, what about you? So uh, yeah, I'm with Joey on this. Uh, Dude, this chair's I'm, making my butt. I hurt. meet with uh, meet with my leaders uh, periodically. Yes, I said that into the mic on purpose for you guys. I, I meet with my leadership periodically. Um, you know, we we met beginning of January. We meet again in March. And, and, but most of that time has been in the past, most of that time has been, um, tell me what you're going to do for the next quarter. And, uh-huh. and we talk about the calendar, we talk about, uh, the events, we talk about how we're going to, uh, do different things. Well, this past one, it was more of how I asked them three questions several weeks prior to the, the meeting, um, and one of the questions. Now, was, I love that, by the way, that you're prepping people before the meeting. Before the meeting even one, happens. One yeah. thing I do that I fail at sometimes is I get in the meeting and I just vomit. Surprise! Here's my question. Here's all the things yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. So I love. So that. I gave them time, but I also told them they needed to give me the answers the day before the meeting, so that I could have them all out on paper for myself, so I could read things, and then I could steer them as Dude, they're that's as good, they're, man. as they're talking. Things. I'm going to totally steal so, that. So one of the questions I asked them is, "How are you going to make your team better in 2021?" And uh, they had some great input for that. So I'm trying Please, to... Can you send that question to the Atlanta Falcons? <laughs> How are we going to make that team better? My Lord have mercy. I literally had to Google the name of the new coach because I've never heard of never this guy before. Anyway, okay, sorry. That's not the podcast for this, sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so, you know, helping them figure out, okay, make them think. Make, making the, I made my leaders think. Uh, how can they lead their teams better? How can they do better with that? So I've started doing some of those things a little bit. Uh, our, our next one, I've got some things planned out for the next one that I know some of the leaders listen, so I want that to be a, I want it to be a surprise, a so I'm not going to share it. Um, <laughs> it's not huge or anything like that, but it's just different things that uh, we, we find that we need to uh, better prepare our leaders for leading. Uh, and yeah. you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about that where we know it, we just expect them to know it because we know it, right. and um, yeah, that's that is how I, I I led was hey I know how to do this stuff so I told you to get yeah. this done and and so I've tried many different ways to lead over the last eight years but um, none of them seem to work as well as you know actually giving them the expectations and talking them through and and saying hey huh. how you get from point A to point C is up to you but I need you to get from point A to point C <laughs> as long as it's legal. Yeah, don't do anything <laughs> illegal or immoral. Other than that, we're yeah. good. And, and and that actually has been the conversation at times. Um, so you know, just trying to trying to encourage them to lead, trying to yeah. and, and walking with them. Some of them are you know, some of them are new leaders. They've they've not led in any other aspects ever. You know, even at work or anything mm-hmm. like that. So you try to walk with them through the process. Some of them have been leaders in the job world. They've been leaders in the church long before I got here. So you don't have to really walk with them too much, but you do want to. You know, keep encouraging them and, and making them yeah. think too. How can I be a better leader in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one as I was in twenty twenty? I love that too. That you don't have the same demographic on the team. Yes, and I think that's a healthy leadership team. We need older leaders who are seasoned 
to be around younger leaders so they can remember, man, I used to be like that. Like, and we need these younger leaders to be around older leaders that can be like, oh, okay, I could be like that. And so my oldest, my oldest leader is 87. Uh, he's my oldest. He's a, he, the elder. I mean, this dude's got, he's got fire in him. I mean, this, this guy, he's on <laughs> man, fire for God. I, man, that's and my, oh, when, I want to be When that, we dude. would go to meetings and, and I take him with me and he starts, he gets out of the car. He's gone. This guy walks, <laughs> you he walks keep fast, up with him. right? So he's 87 and my youngest is 23. As, as a director in our church, uh, some may call him deacons, whatever. She's 23 years old, doing a phenomenal job. Yeah. And I've got, uh, I've got team leaders that are doing phenomenal work that are younger and older. And so the age doesn't matter. If they, if they are a leader, they need to be leading. I love it. And keep in mind, we have to lead the 23-year-old different than Differently, we lead yes. than the 87-year-old. Mm-hmm. I know when I was growing up, I never got why. It was, this is what I told you to do, do it. Mm, it didn't mm-hmm. matter why, why is I told you to do it? Right. And I tried to bring that into ministry, and you can't lead the younger generation that way. You've got to get them, give them the why. Why is it important? And, and, and it goes against what was ingrained in me mm-hmm. uh, of, because I said so, yeah. but that's not good enough. And now let's just get a little deeper with that, with a little bit of time here. A lot of us get upset when people question us. And we get defensive, and we go back to the, well, because I'm the pastor and because I said so. I what? used that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we okay, were doing so, a video, so and I the guy's you to like, I don't to, really want to do this. And I was like, yeah, but I'm the section. pastor. you got to do it. <laughs> I need you to listen to this section. Then. <clears throat> the hardest thing for us as leaders to do is to not respond defensively. Yeah. Like, I really honestly, I feel like I could grow our church from the size that it is now to the biggest church in America by this coming Sunday easier than I could not responding in a knee-jerk defensive reaction. And so we, we got to be aware of that. And I know sometimes for me, I respond that way because I really don't know the why. Because oh, I haven't thought oh, it all the way through. Oh, And then so oh. it's easy for me to, just because I told you to. And I really need to know we the why. from a podcast to a therapy I, session yes. to now a confessional. But yes. right. Wow. Well, well Joey is significantly older than me, but we came through the same time. It's 18 days, <laughs> significantly older than me. But we came through the same time where it was you did it because you were told to do it. And, you know, in again, in the military, that was you did it because somebody outranked you and told mm-hmm. you to do it. And then you transmit, transition into the ministry, and that doesn't work out as well as you might think it does. It does in the military. Somebody tells you to do something, you do it. Uh, you get into the church and you say, hey, do this because I told you to. And they're looking at you like you lost your mind. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're doing it because they left. Yeah, and so you do have to. You have to, or worse, they just stayed around and still didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they didn't do it, and you ended up doing it while they sat there and drank coffee, watching <laughs> you do it. Right, the so, coffee that you made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's important to know your why of of yeah. why these things have to be done. This this has been good, man. I think the last thing I want to leave everybody with is, uh, as you're doing this, learn the rules of the game while you're playing the game. Think about the last time you you played a board game that you didn't know anything about. Um, like we all know how to play Monopoly. Like you play for fifteen hours and then you get mad and flip the table over. But think about that game that you didn't you weren't familiar with. Maybe a party game or something like that. And you have two groups of people. One group wants to read all the rules before they play it. If you're that person, I love you, and so does Jesus. But man, fix that. Then there's another group of people that they just want to play the game and they'll read the instructions when they need to. And that's how I play video games. I just hit all the buttons and then end up cussing when it didn't go right. But uh, at any rate, like this is how leadership development is. 
Like, learn the rules of the game while you're playing the game. Don't wait until you have the perfect system in place before you're starting developing leaders. Like, and by the way, if you just develop one leader this year, you're killing the game, dude. Just, like, you don't need to develop ten people. Develop one. I mean, maybe the one leader you need to develop this year is who, guys? Ourselves. Yourselves. But that's another podcast for another time. So remember this, when it comes to putting these systems and these strategies in place, this is a motto that I've been telling myself over and over and over again, done is better than perfect. Now, in some cases, that motto doesn't fall through. That, that, that motto falls through. It doesn't work. Right, right, Joey? Like sometimes some help is not better than no help. So with every analogy, there's a breakdown. But just remember, as we're putting these systems in place, it's important to put the system in place. Like start working. Do what you can do right now. It's what God said to Moses. What is in your hand? I can use what you have. I can use the staff that's in your hand. So, guys, this has been good stuff, man. I know the people that are listening have been encouraged, especially by my flawless comedy as I've been trying to bring some levity to this conversation. I hope that's the right word. I'm going to have to Google it after we end this one. It sounds right. Colby, what do you have to share with us today? Well, listen, I want you to go out to wherever you get your podcast. Give us a, uh, a rating. Notice I didn't say five-star Ooh, rating because we want maturing. your honest truth, right? Yeah, we're maturing. We'll call it that. Uh, so what we want you to do is we want you to go out there and give us a rating so that uh, we know how we're doing because we're not going to get any better if you don't tell us. That's and, it, man. Uh, and so we, we think we've gotten better. Uh, this is uh, several months into this, and we think we've gotten better. Mm-hmm. But uh, well. we may be wrong because everybody's given us five-star ratings. And so <laughs> if you don't think we're a five, tell us why. Don't just give us a one and say, you know, quit talking. No, That's it. tell us what's, what's going on. Uh, you can even send us a message on Facebook. Facebook? What? How do they find us, Joey? By searching for us, Joey. That's how they find us. See, that's why Joey we keep Brian. Old old that's, that's why I'm we keep. He's significantly older than both yes. of us, so you, that's well, why we keep Brian a, around because Brian knows how to do phone. all the technical stuff. You pick up the phone and you ring it and you talk to Bessie, the operator. At, no, so you, you go to Facebook. Find it on my flip phone. <laughs> Your bag phone, your old Motorola bag phone. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to find us on Facebook, you can. You know how to use Facebook. If you don't, you just open up the app and search for Small Church Leadership. You'll find us there. Joe, you should listen to these podcasts. We tell people every time how to find us. So, <laughs> guys, thanks for listening to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are hopefully, prayerfully, sillily helping the small church fulfill the big mission. Our next episode is the final one in the systems uh, series, and we're going to be talking about strategy. Strategy is key, key, key. This is where you zoom out and you look at the big picture of everything we've talked about in this series thus far. So make sure you're here next Monday as we drop this podcast at 3 p.m. We'll see you then, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.